thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. This is Inside the Champion's Mind with your hosts, Lawrence and Karen Tam. Inside the Champion's Mind, a show dedicated to helping you overcome mediocrity in the pursuit of being world-class in everything you do in life, love, and legacy. We're your hosts, Lawrence and Karen Tam. Well, it's been uh, it's been a couple of weeks now since the Wellness Summit. That's the last yes, time yes. Uh, we've been able to actually share our uh, stage together. It was the first time in a long, long time. And we did the last two recordings well before the summit. And yeah. then now we're post-summit. And how did you enjoy your experience? It was good. It was really good. Um, I probably didn't engage with people as much as I maybe should have. And that's because we had the kids with us. But it was an amazing experience for the children to be there. They got to go up on stage. And that was because they wanted to. And I'm, I'm really protective of the children. I don't want to make them show ponies. I don't want to have them do things that they're uncomfortable with. Yeah. And so I was just really cognizant of that, of bringing them to the event that that didn't happen. Yeah. So we gave, we asked them, would you like to be on stage? And I think you did it in a very careful, nurturing way that they got to go up just for a few minutes yeah. and spoke about things that stories that you've told them and things that were important to them. And then they had the time to come off the stage and it was a great experience for them. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's uh, the experience is uh, for them to, is to just kind of have a feel and not have the fear in the future of, you know, standing in front of 900 people, 950 yeah. people. And I think I wanted them to experience it, but I didn't want to force it, you know, no, so exactly. it's about just you know, letting them experience it if they wanted to. I asked them many times prior to the event and at the event where they feel comfortable and they were actually really excited to do it. And that was really critical. (laughs) I came onto stage and I think Christian did a a hap keto kick and then Kaya did her normal curtsy and, you know, arm in the air, like power to you. And I was like, (laughs) (laughs) the personality shows up, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, it does. They looked very natural on stage, but again, I'm very I'm very cautious. I don't want them to be show ponies and that's not what it's about. So mm-hmm. um, so there was also some distance for me at the event as well in letting them just be kids and letting them have fun and coming in and out of the event and, and taking them to do other stuff as well. Yeah, no, it's been a, it was a great event. And thank you for those who um, who actually showed up there and uh, being with, amongst the 950 people there at the Wellness Summit is one of our biggest, it's been actually the biggest event that we've actually ever had. And uh, it was just a, an amazing thing. We did a lot of things that were different. That was your first summit, first time you exposed to all the podcasting yeah. stuff. Um, you hurt yourself. I hurt myself. You did hurt yourself. Yes, we had, it was it, wow. who, whose who's, was it? The Robards, Tim the, Robards. Yeah, Tilbert Robards uh, rings challenge. So Olympics. the bachelor was there, ladies. But I won. That's the most important thing. <laughs> I won. <laughs> he had this medieval contraption of rings and the boys had a testosterone fest of who could do what. <laughs> and Lawrence won. But now every night he's rolling on his shoulder. And I said, I've seen him doing this for a while now. And I'm saying, why are you rolling on your shoulder so much? Why are you down on the ground? And he said, I think I've ripped something in my shoulder from the summit. So. Yeah, I don't know if I ripped it, but I definitely uh, crossed some injuries. But I don't know if it was actually from that or for something no, else. No, not but, at all. Yeah. No. How could it be? <laughs> but I want to say, let's move on to another topic. I want to yes. say yes. Uh, thank you for those people who actually um, uh, actually made some comments uh, over the last uh, you know few weeks on the last two episodes. I, the, the, the one episode that got a lot of traction was the 104, which is on relationships. I can't believe the amount of people that I, actually I made comments and uh, – and, you know, uh, the feedbacks has been sensational. And, and I, I guess- almost feel like we should call it P2P. What's that mean? Props to peeps. 
Props to props. <laughs> props to peeps. I'm going to try throwing that out there. You are so white right now. And, uh... <laughs> and I'm laughing because the light is coming on my face right now. We were saying before we started, like, I am just so white. And I said to you, Lawrence, I am white. Yes. And I am glowing right now. Yeah. With happiness. And with happiness. Okay. Well, it's yeah, so a P2P. Uh, Some wanna... people who. <laughs> Big shout out to Leanne Anders for thank you for uh, yes, mentioning, uh, you know, commenting. I she think sent it's a private lovely, message. Lovely, yeah, lovely private message, yeah. which was fantastic. Yeah, and she's one of the, there. obviously, another podcaster on the Wellness Couch. And I want to say thank you. Um, and it was really encouraging to ha- have other people comment um, about the show. And, and so let's get to it. Let's get to, you know, this particular episode. What are we talking about today? Well, obviously, we've talked about happiness and we've talked about relationships and it's all been a bit too positive. Okay. <laughs> so I want to go the opposite way. I want to go about when things aren't positive, when you're neg- negative and the fighting okay. happens. So this episode's going to be about fighting. <laughs> and well, this I, is going to be really fun. Fighting relationships. And I purposely annoyed you just before this started to kind of get you on edge a little bit. And what yeah. I did, ladies, was I was spraying hairspray in here when I was doing it's my It's just hair. not cool. It is so <laughs> not cool. I have and he wasn't happy because I said, no, it's got to look good. The hair's got to look good. And you weren't happy about it. Yeah, it's a confined space. Like, let's face it, it's confined space here. And she's, you know, doing her hair. And, you know, it's a podcast. I, okay, I understand there's YouTube you video. You started but, this whole uh, YouTube video component <laughs> to it, my friend. It is a curse you have to deal with. Yeah, so I'm sure you ladies uh, will be, uh, who are actually uh, watching this YouTube, will comment on, you know, how great her hair is. And for those of us who really don't care, then... Um, <laughs> You know, we'll just carry on with our with our with lives. With our lives, because so, it's so important. It is about it is about um a relationship, not about relationships, but actually um fighting. So, in, in terms of, do we fight or we don't fight? Because a lot of people have this perception that we never fight. No, we don't. And <laughs> we're, we're perfect. Yeah, we are so perfect. Yeah, no, we do the, fight. We yeah, do we fight. fight. We fight. And um, I think it's important to look at the and, and analyze is it do we fight and how we fight? Um, is it important to not fight in front of the kids? So on and so forth. I think those are really yeah. important discussions to to look at from a uh, a life perspective. Not to say that we have this stuff together um, in the sense that we, we got all, all this stuff, you know, crap together. But I think it's really important to recognize how we know the importance of actually understanding why this is so important. Well, it seems like there's actually a skill set to fighting. I was Googling it a little bit earlier on and seeing, and it turns out, Lawrence, and you won't believe this, I break a lot of the rules. You break rules? You're not perfect? <laughs> what are you talking about? I don't fight by the rules. Yeah. I've discovered there so, are a lot of fighting faux pas that I make. Um and I know this is going to be hard for you because you see me so perfectly. So here's the thing, right? <laughs> the challenge is that she expects, right? Expects certain things from me, all right? And yet she doesn't play by the rules. No, so, I don't. Uh, but I don't think any woman does really. If you think you've got us figured out, you've got another thing coming because when we think you're going to jab left, we're going to go right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So where are we yeah. going to begin? So let's well, go with that. Well, we talked about the hairspray incident already mm-hmm. bothering you. And I thought, you know, it is hard. I think it's hard because we don't always, maybe as women, we tend to, or maybe it's just me, carry a lot of things in our little arsenal. Mm. So I will remember everything you've ever done. Yeah. And I will catalog it. And then there will come a point that there will be the tipping point. And that's when the argument starts. And then I go into my arsenal of the last 20 years to remind you of all the grievances I have. And I've discovered this isn't good. And I thought, I know I brought a little picture because I know it's hard oh, for man. you to know mm-hmm. when I'm angry. And I'm thinking I need to give you signs. So this was me in <laughs> kindergarten. 
Look at me, I look so happy. You can say I've already got the Asian persuasion preference. I've got little Asian dolls on my dress, but I was not happy because, check out the haircut. Yeah. I complained about my hair being brushed too much and my mom cut my hair off. So there I am. Couldn't remember how to smile, so I wasn't very happy. And what was the other thing with it? I, oh, that my dress, the people were all upside down. So I didn't like that. So back then, you would have had no problem figuring out if I was angry. Mm-hmm. But now I'm much better actress and I hide it and that you won't have it. And I thought I could give you subtle signs <laughs> that we're getting towards the tipping point. Like the first sign could be if I start walking around with these on. <laughs> these are my Hulk gloves. Yeah, I can see you turning green. If you start seeing the Hulk gloves coming, that's a sign to you. Back off. Back off. I'm not happy about something. I didn't bring the Hulk mask because it ruined my hair and I just hairsprayed it. So I'm not doing that. So these could be signs for you. But, you know, that's joking. Like in real life, we don't really give signs like that. No. Unfortunately, uh, in real life, when something uh, pisses us off, like individually, like and that's, I'm sure everybody feels that way too mm-hmm. as well. When something happens, you usually feel it in an emo- very emotional way. And so you don't, there's three parts of the brain. There's the, the logical brain, which all humans think that we function from. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's the emotional brain. And then there's the lizard brain. The lizard brain is more for survival, fight or flight type of um, state. But the thing is that we think we're logical, but when we are in a fighting mode or when <laughs> someone pisses us off, yes. right? You don't think from logic. You automatically move to a limbic part of the brain, which is the emotional side of the brain. And when you do that, you're not thinking rational. You're not thinking rational. And it's usually then you go down to the lizard brain, which is the fight or flight state, which is when you turn green. Yeah. And that's a huge problem when it comes to fighting because we are, you say, say you get an angry and then you get into an emotional state, which then the other person, which is AB, I will, in reaction to your mm-hmm. reaction, I'm going to say, well, hey, wait a second here. This is, you know, it's just not all my fault here. And then I will rise up in my emotion and that's when it begins, right? When we're both in- Clash of the tides. Yeah, clash of the tides. <laughs> we're in a total different rational mind, right? Yes. We're not in rational mind no, anymore. We're, not we're in an no. emotional mind and we're trying to butt heads, trying mm-hmm. to figure it out. And what we have found in the past is that when you stay in that state, um, nothing really gets resolved because we're just- um, peacocking, I guess, in, in a way, to see who's 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 right. Well, it's trying to be who wins. Yeah. And that's the problem. If if one person wins, one person loses. And there was a lot of things up on the internet about this because it was saying, really, you're never going to have a win-win solution with that. And you have to get past that. You have to put your ego aside and actually want to resolve this. Because if the whole thing is that you just want to have a fight, mm. bully to you, good for you. One of you is going to be a winner. One of you is going to be a loser. And that's actually driving your relationship further apart. So we did have some tips on it. Um, I noticed one of the things that the tip said is that you should listen to your partner's views completely before giving input. Mm-hmm. Now why, this- why are you pointing that out to me? <laughs> no, no, I'm not because I know this pissed you off the other day because you were like, oh, I've got this great idea and I've been reading about this and I've been listening and you started going yeah, into right. it all. And I was like, I cut you off midway mm-hmm. and I was, asking you, me after <laughs> I was asking you questions. I'm like, but I don't understand. And I don't think that's true. And you got really pissed off with me. And then you wouldn't even finish telling me the story. So I don't know the end of the story on that one, which is a shame. <laughs> because, And then when I was reading this on the internet, I thought, oh, 
that's not a good thing. So <laughs> I will keep my thoughts to myself. I will catalog what I'm thinking until you're done speaking and then try to then gently ask my questions to you. Well, it's true though. And, and, and it's because, um, and though oftentimes what we don't know is what pisses someone else off. Well, it's important to know. You used to do stuff. Yeah. Do you remember? Do you know where I'm going with this? No. We'd go out with friends. Why are we recording this? And I have a highly imaginative nature. And sometimes oh, when I tell stories, I don't know why, I embellish. Like, I just add details in that didn't actually happen, or it was stuff my mind thought. And then afterwards, when I'm retelling it, it would be way cooler, the story, if I tell it. And when we initially started, no, you don't get to talk yet. You have to wait. You'll piss me off. <laughs> when we initially started dating and we'd go out with friends, I would recount my harrowing tales of whatever. And Lawrence would be there and you would interrupt me in my story and go, that didn't happen. And you would set the stage straight, and I would look at you with laser beam eyes because that meant you it were going to pay for kill. this. <laughs> it looks good. <laughs> you would have been dead. Um, and we Dad had is. to have many conversations where I had to explain to you it doesn't matter if it's not the truth, only you and I know that. You cannot make me, <laughs> you cannot do that in the middle of my conversations. And actually, that was a point on the internet as well. Do not contradict your partner in front of others if it will belittle them or make them see, seem silly, you do it on the side afterwards and just say, hey, you know what? I'm not too comfortable with you doing this or try to tone it down a little, but not in front of other people. All right. Well, just, and, just because it's on I, the internet, though, it doesn't mean it's true, right? But No, and everything's <laughs> true on the internet, but I know you've learned that lesson. So it, it's never happened since. And I have tried to, now people are thinking, I don't believe a word she says. She's telling me, <laughs> I've, I've really toned it down. I've worked on not doing that and embellishing. Yeah. So for the so reason why that, that bothers me, and this is where, uh, I think this is where the, 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 you know, the emotion starts to come out, right? Because mm -hmm. um, my the reason why in the, in that circumstance is that for me is that I always want to tell the truth because that's just how no. I was. And I don't. <laughs> <laughs> the essence of my story is the truth. I just add in some theatrics. Yeah, theatric. Where to me, it's like, I need to make sure the facts are straight and that, you know, and, but that's me. Right. So therefore in, in it, it, and this is where what I mean by fighting is that in your, when I, my reality was that you, when you embellish a story, it's like, and my back of my mind goes, but that's not true. And that's going to affect my identity or our identity, right? Mm. So in my perspective, but in your perspective is like, you're just adding theater to add, you know, humor or whatever. And it goes, but that, that, that's, you know, important to you. But when I challenge you in front of others, in front of others, <laughs> in front of others, the key is in front of others, that is a red flag. You, you see that as a challenge against your identity because then it reflects badly on your identity. And so this is where the emotional states start to go out because we just then go back to not rational brain. We start to go uh, and going, hey, wait a second here. You know, you shouldn't be doing that. Or then I go, but you shouldn't be doing that. And then that's when this, when that's in the elevation emotion goes through. And mm -hmm. the key about this, this type of fighting, right? You know, if we want arguments, if you want to call yeah, it, it's arguments. the arguments is that we're both right. However, it's just that we're just right in our own um, consciousness or our own viewpoints. It's from our own viewpoint. It says you were talking about that there could be two children that would reflect on their father and one child could say, I had the most amazing relationship with my dad. He was so attentive. He was always with us. And the other child could say, dad never did anything. I was neglected. And they both look at each other and say, we had the same house we grew up in and the same father. How do we view these things so differently? And I think that mm -hmm. really does happen with relationships as well. How you view things with your filters mm -hmm. is different to how I view it. And yeah. then how we personalize that. Because obviously, say that I had an issue with feeling insecure 
and you negatively spoke to me or did talk down to me, which you don't do, but if you did and you, and it was about insecurity, I am going to take that on board a lot more because mm. I've already got an issue with that. I'm already emotionally charged on this yeah, and it's going to affect me a lot more. Yeah. And it would in another issue that might be water off a duck's back. Well, that's the thing with, you know, we're, if we're talking about arguments in a relationship and that's where it, it stems from, right? Mm. We've known each other more than half our life. Like we've known each other for 20 years, right? Yeah. We're 41 now. So we're almost there like in half our life. And what happens is that, you know, but you're, you had 20 years without me. Right. So 20 years that you grew up in your family with your stories that you told yourself about your childhood, about yeah. who you are. And so did me. Uh, so did I. And I had those stories. And when we come together, we had to figure it out. Right. So what mattered to me or what didn't matter to me and what mattered to you and what didn't matter to you will start, start to clash. Well, it's also too how your parents would have portrayed yeah. how they would have raised you. How they did they argue in front of you? Did your parents argue in front of you? Uh, yeah, they did. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah. And I, my yeah. parents did as well. And I think the way we as children view and observe relationships mm. affects what we bring into our relationships as well. So right. definitely we would have when we first started dating and probably even now we're bringing in our schooling yes, and fighting yeah, and relationships and arguments with us, which mm -hmm. is going to affect it. Yeah. And also the insecurities and all that stuff we just talked yeah. about, that's going to affect us. And that's how arguments begin is because yeah. we don't know what's cut deep within you. Like to say, we'll say insecurity. But we feel that person should know it because they've known us long enough and they should know better. Yeah, and what is that, right? The 20 years yeah. together, I, you, you know- Well, you, you still, still don't read my mind. I don't understand. <laughs> I have said this a million times to you. Why can't you read my mind? Yeah, and it's the same yeah. thing. Like the, it's sometimes the smallest things. Um, and the, the challenge is for us to actually reflect upon and goes, why did that piss us off so much, right? That's the challenge as the person. Because in any argument, yes, you can try to win, and we know, we both know that that's never really going to solve anything other yeah. than the feeling. Well, we know that I win. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's not going to solve anything no, for you. But it doesn't. But it doesn't, though. No, it doesn't. It doesn't because anything. no win-lose situation. It doesn't situation. make me feel any better. No, it's a win-lose situation. No. But then it's about all arguments always have to end to a point where, you know, we'll always come to an agreement is that it always takes um, one person, the one person who's willing to drop their guard. And that's. I mean, I can think of a couple of situations in our 20 years where yes. both of us just do not want to let go of the whatever stand we've decided. we're stubborn? Well, we are stubborn yeah. to a point of view. Like, <laughs> what, I guess it's comparable. But yeah. in, I mean, I know that there's at least, you know, a handful of arguments where we're both stubborn to the point. And yeah. no one, none of us want to, you know, want to give up our stance or position. Yeah. We both feel that we're right and I'm not dropping it. I want you to say sorry to me and you want me to say sorry to you, but like someone has to give. And, but the rule that we actually, I don't know if it's a rule, but it's- <laughs> Do we it's have this written down somewhere? Should well, I think it's a, I, I think it's, it's, a, it's a rule that we actually made a, I don't know if we actually made a, a conscious pack on this. I, I think we did. Uh, it's been so long. Maybe pinky promise it. Yeah, maybe pinky promise <laughs> it. But I think the rule we actually had for ourselves is that we would not, um, if at all possible, end the night in a negative state of hating each other or not hating each other, but just having a, um, a bad feeling about each other. You know what I mean? Like no matter what went on that day, yep. we're going to go finish that night and like end the night in a, you know, whoever's right or wrong doesn't matter, but let's just, let's just, can we move on so that we don't carry this over to the next day? Yeah. And I don't, I can't recall. I think it might've been maybe one incident that incident in the last 20 years that we may have gone, you know, we were so stubborn that it carried on the next day, but I'm mm. pretty sure of all the arguments that we had, we'd never carried on to the next day. So like there was, had so, to have been some point yeah. of resolve at the end of each day. And that was 
where you know one of us would decide to drop or both of us would drive, decide to drop that thing. But I think that's the point is that you have to put effort into that. Like mm. obviously if, if you're arguing over something, one person feels slighted or feels upset about something. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think some key points that I've learned is that personally for myself, I don't speak up soon enough. Mm. And I will carry that around yep. as a weight and a burden with me. You and do. then more things happen and more things happen till I reach that tipping point. And mm-hmm. that's when you get the cascade. And really, I think that's quite often for a lot of people when they're fighting. The fight itself, it's not about that. Yeah. It's it about, has nothing it's to do with that. It, because it's been up building up. So I think it's really important to try not to let that happen. And that's by having the open communication about how you're feeling. Hmm. I think the second thing is, though, as you said, when you're in that fighting and angry mode, you're not really thinking that clearly. And, you know, I think it's important to try not to be raising the voices and to try to listen to what the other person has to say, which is really hard because you obviously, or I'm not saying you, but that person at that time is obviously feeling like they haven't been heard or something has happened and mm. nobody cared to pay attention to it. So it's really hard to listen to somebody else when you're feeling slighted yourself. Yeah. And when your emotions <clears throat> high, right? And, and you can't think clearly. Yeah. You know, I used to run a call center and that was one of the things is that the, we dealt with complaints and the people that called in were in a very, very heightened state. They weren't in a state that they could really listen to anything. Mm. And I think that's true about when you're in a relationship with anybody, be it your spouse or, you know, your children and there's some sort of a fight going on, it's really important to remember that it's almost like you need to take that step back. You need to kind of get rid of that energy a little bit so that you are in a position that you can listen to the other person and communicate in an effective way as well. Because it's really easy with, I think sometimes when we're with other people, we we treat them a lot nicer. Complete strangers. Yeah. We'll speak to them nicer. Yep. We're politer to them. And then our own friends and family, we kind of let our guard down. And it's we're not as careful with the words we use, which can be cutting. We're not as careful with our tone of voice, mm-hmm. which could then internally cause somebody to be upset. And it's all these little slights and or these little away. put down. They do chip they away. They chip away. Yeah. They do chip away. I think, you know, why do we do that? I, I, and I'm just, you know, the question that mm-hmm. has, I asked myself that is I wonder if it's because we tendency is to expect the other person to understand. You know, they yeah. almost like expect like, you know what, you know me well enough that if I'm getting pissed off at you, that it's, you know, that it's going to be okay because you always forgive me. Yeah. Like it's almost like this, this, you know, this thing that the expectation that you will always forgive no matter what I do. You know? It's almost too, that is, I think it's that. And it's also too, is it cutting corners? Is it just like, we're busy, we're time poor. And we just think, you know, I, I don't have to work as hard in that mm-hmm. area. And that's really the people you should be working the hardest with, the people you should be careful with your words and wanting to nurture that relationship and caring about it and not Mm. taking it for granted. Because the more those things start happening, there's a rift and that rift gets larger and larger, further away. Mm. And then it gets really hard to start bringing that in and bringing it closer. And I think that goes back to personally, I think it's really important that you don't try to carry those fights over to the next day because those riffs, it, it's hard. It's it adds hard. up. It adds it up and it chips away. It's cumulative. Away. Yep. And then people just don't want to bother anymore. Yep. And and I think that's how relations starts to drift apart yeah. is because, you know, you, 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 you kind of let things slide or one person let things slide and then the other person just keeps on going and then thinking that's okay. Mm. And when it's not okay, it, it was never okay with them, but, you know, I'll take it because I love them, blah, blah, blah. And then you just let these things continue. And then sooner or later, you start to realize, like, oh, why, why are we so far apart? Why don't we connect like that? Cause, because the other person thinks, well, I thought you always enjoyed that or you're, yeah. are, you're okay, always okay with that. But you never really were. But you were just kind of like, well, that's what we have to do. My scary part about this is when you were saying this, and the thought that goes to my mind is how it actually affects our kids. 
right? In mm-hmm. terms of from two aspects, one is the role model. Yeah. You know, if we don't fight in front of our kids, because I mean, sometimes, um, you know, there's the, the feeling like, oh, we don't want to fight. Like, there's a certain point. I, I think, think of we qualify. Do you yeah. know what I mean? If it's something really important that we need to say a lot of things, then that's not said in front of the children because they don't need to feel that tension in that discord. And I didn't yeah. mean to interrupt you. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it's a minor little thing, then I think doing it in a constructive manner in front of them, as I call them discussions, it's important for them to see. Absolutely. I think they need to handle. see. Yeah, yeah, I think that we need to see that <clears throat> every religion has its disagreements and has those arguments and those validities. Um, I think it, it, you know, they, yeah, if it elevates to a, a like a shouting thing, that's when I think we gotta, like, we gotta back off. I think we, you and I both have that agreement. It's like, what? Well, not that we ever shouted. Not at each other. I don't think we've shouted. But that, I mean, I think if yeah. we ever did, it's like, you know, hey, this is getting a little bit too heated. This is where I don't think it, the children, it's it's beneficial for the children, but I think they do need to see that discord. Because I remember there's a couple of times when Christian would kind of be going, "Could you guys because just calm down, just kind of because," and then we'll be saying, "We're not fighting, we're just arguing, yeah. <laughs> having a discussion. We're having a discussion." But I think sometimes yeah. it's, it, you know they need to see that the see little bit parts of that um, because otherwise, if you grow up in a household where there is no fighting, well, and that's you think what, everything is perfect. Well, that's what my mom did. Her in her in her household, she never saw, and I'm not saying it didn't happen, but she never saw her parents fight. Mm. And so when she entered the relationship with my father, who obviously when they did have disagreements, it was really stressful for her. Like it mm. was really hard for her to process this, and it, there was a lot of the emotional baggage with that as well. Of what type of relationship? This is not how a relationship should be. Yeah, and I think. More so probably than the relationship that her parents showed her was very unauthentic. Mm. Because you're, that's, that's not right. what life is about. Like there is, we're not always going to agree. And that's good that we don't agree because it makes us make sure that we... It's a checkpoint. It's a checkpoint for yeah. sure. And you need that. Yeah. And to think that that doesn't exist. Yeah. I'm not always right. You're not always right. It's yeah. just that, you know, finding that, that, that point. But what I was thinking about the children as well from the second point of view is how we argue with our kids. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that it's, it's been challenging for me. You know, oftentimes, not like that we argue, argue, but like when we have disagreements with how Christian behaves or with maybe what something he did or with Kaya or how she, you know, Kaya and I, like we butt heads because I don't know what it is. This is that, you know, with the kid, both kids, it's almost like we butt heads because I'm stubborn in certain ways and mm-hmm. I think that's right. And then they, they don't like the way I spoke to them or, you know, how I approached it. And then it's hard because as an adult, I know I'm right on this. I'm I'm going to be standing on the ground, but like this is the line I'm drawing. And but there's also that part of me just going like I need to be an adult here. <laughs> and but I and, think that's where I'm down. a checkpoint for you on that because when I see that going on and I see them getting frustrated because they don't want to be disrespectful sometimes and speaking back, yeah. and that's been something mm-hmm. that um <clears throat> losing my voice. That's been something that I've been teaching them as well is that you also need to stand up for yourself and you do need to have a voice. Mm-hmm. And when I see that going on, then I'll just say, you look like you're feeling frustrated right now. You look like you're not happy with what daddy's saying. What is it that's bothering you? Mm-hmm. And can you see it from daddy's viewpoint, what he's upset about? And can daddy see it from your viewpoint, what you're upset about? Yeah. And kind of letting them see it. Like I know sometimes I've said things to Kaya and then she or Christian and they've just said, mommy, are you mad right now? And I'll say, no, why? And they go, it's just your tone of voice. Mm. And I say to them, thank you for letting me know because I'm just really rushed right now and I didn't realize that I was sounding very severe to you. Yeah. And that, because they then taking it on board that there's something they've done wrong Yeah. and not feeling good about themselves. Well, that's the hard part. Like, that's what I'm getting at. It's the hard part is actually being an adult about it. Even okay. in our, like say, you know, um, arguments between me and you or say arguments between my friends or whatever, which really occurs. However, like arguments with kids is that, us, our, our responsibility for uh, as human beings is to be able to kind of 
reflect it back on yourself because that's the only person you can really control. I can't control how you think. I can't control you know your perceptions and your stories that you have. I can help you maybe influence it in a way, but I can't change it for you. You have to be willing to change. But the only thing I can do is reflect upon myself and how did I act there? You know, and the first response is usually go, oh, I was right, right? But I'm talking about like, how did you really act? Did you need to go there? Did you have to use that type of tactic or language or guilt or manipulation? Because that's what we do. Well, yeah, right? we pull out all the all the stops there. Yeah, <laughs> Whatever you, shrapnel we can throw, it, it's getting tossed. And, and that's what typically we do. In, in any arguments, we pour on the guilt, right? We, you know, you did that and you made them feel guilty. You made them feel bad. And you knock them down. Um, it's almost like that temporarily makes us feel better, yes. but it it doesn't. Right. And that's why I think it's so important as a step here is that we yeah. need to reflect upon a post-argument or even during argument. If you can turn it off, when you can turn on that emotion, which is hard, yeah. but can you dial it down and, and actually have a positive thought process and then go, were we, was I actually really right? And mm. it, was it true? And, and, and is it this- worth it? Is it worth it to be right? Yes. Yeah, to exactly. push it that much and make that other piece person feel so belittled, and and that's really difficult for most of us because we all have um, that identity, right? Yes. To say and, and not to say that we are wrong, you know, we don't we don't want to say we're wrong because that goes against everything that we believe in every fiber of our being. But I think um, a self reflected person over time, knowing that when they could have done better or could have improved will help you longer term and become a better person as, as a whole. Well, you've said that, I think you said it on the previous podcast, that um, often what we don't like in other people or that we find hard mm-hmm. is a reflection of something within ourselves that we need to work on. And I know you've said that a lot of times to me if I'll come back and I'll be like, oh my God, that mom or she's been doing that or this person. And it used to really piss me off because you'd say, what in yourself don't you like that's similar to that? And I'd be like, oh, that's when the, the green gloves the green, start to come That's up. when the first green glove goes on. And this is I'm why like, I just kind mm. of... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but as you say, when I get out of that emotional state and I think about it and I think that is so similar to me. And it's it's really good though, because then I think if I don't like that in other people, then I'm portraying this to other people and they're not liking that in me. Mm. How can I change it? How can I improve on that? Yeah. And that's how we grow and that's how we yes. learn. Um, and that's where if you look at most of your, um, you know, and this is just a discussion between us, but I'm sure if, you know, the viewers and, and the people listening to this podcast is is saying, you know, wh- who do you actually have the most arguments with? Right. And then just think back, like, who do you have the most arguments with and who are you always stubborn, like never seem to just, you know, bun. And I think for you and your relationship was you always had this, um, you know, relationship with your dad. Like you always had this yes. argument with yes. your dad yeah, constantly. You know what I mean? True. You always we're butted too heads. We were way too similar. But when you reflect about it, it's because you were too similar. You yeah. know what I mean? Like you're so similar in the, your, in the way you are and, and, and the way you approach things is that you always kind of positioning and trying to see who, 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 who's, who's the right. alpha dog. Who's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, um, and you start to realize that. And that's what I realized that the most people are arguing <clears throat> with is usually people who are exactly like me. You know, and almost to you know to a certain aspect, and um, and 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 when we argue, it's usually on a point that we feel very very strongly about, and we're very similar to that point. But we want to say, well, we're the one who I was the one yeah. who's right, and you're the one who's right. like, what color white should we choose for it to paint the wall? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really important. <laughs> That's when I get pissed off and say, you know, that looks exactly the same. Those five shades of white uh, look exactly the same. <laughs> so I think to sum it up, really. Arguments can really pull you apart yeah. or they can really pull you together yeah. and build a really strong foundation in understanding each other, what's important in your core values. And they are important in a healthy relationship. 
Absolutely. And I, I can't say it better than that. I mean, one of the key things for me is about, um, I would suggest is to look at yourself, maybe look at your past, you know, arguments that you've had. Yeah. Yeah. Past arguments. Yeah. Um, and look at and find ways to, to really reflect upon how did you act? Not about the other person, because that's how we typically, we will always look at what the other person did or didn't do or yeah. should have said. Change or, them. You know, they're trying yourself. to say, like, they should have said story. But what if you just put it back on yourself and go, how did, how could, how did, could I have done better? Did, was I really, really right? You know, um, did I actually care about that person when I'm arguing? Was I wasn't caring for myself? And can I just throw in there, because I know we're finishing up, it's near the end. Um, I think it's really important when you do that self-reflection is not to beat yourself up about it. Because yeah. then it can become a very negative cycle as well. And I think, you know, sometimes when I feel like that and I go to bed and I'm like, that was not my best day with the children. Mm. I think tomorrow's a new day. How can I learn from this and how can I improve it tomorrow? And I'm not going to carry that forward into the next day with me because we're all human. Yeah. We all make mistakes and nobody's going to be perfect all the time. But it's how do you move forward from that? That's a great advice. I think that is what most people you know, like you've done this many times and I want to extend this podcast a little bit here, but you know, you've done that plenty of times where you just beat yourself up because you didn't act, you know, the way you wanted to. And, and that made you feel so bad and you felt so guilty, mm. you know, and I always remind you like it's one day or one moment of their life and you're such an amazing, amazing mom. And yet, you know, don't let that one moment define who you, define are. Who you are and use that to change and, and live uh, and so that you can actually be better tomorrow. Are you tearing up? I am tearing up. Tearing up. I'm tearing up. <laughs> and it's not the hairspray. It's not the hairspray. <laughs> Anyways, um, I hope that you got a lot out of this um, yeah. this particular podcast. I think it's so important. It's such an important discussion I think we need to have. I don't think we talk about it enough. Um, I know we haven't discussed this until now. And yeah. so uh, as you pull up those green gloves, I'm going to pull up my... my our, fighting, my our fighting boxing gloves boxing that gloves. we can have. This is great. This is, this is for people test. who are driving. We, we've got our little props going yeah. again. <laughs> exactly. Anyways, guys, I hope that you enjoyed this podcast. I really want to say that um, thank you so much for the comments. It's been really... It's, it's, it's great positive feedback on not only just for myself but for karen too especially when she's starting a, a, this podcast and, and and getting the you know the, uh, the courage to you know step up and actually share some of these 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 stories within our lives i think it's really important but i really hope that you're getting something out of it um so please go to facebook.com you know inside champions mind like it while you're there comment uh, on on this particular episode and just tell us you know maybe does how it, did you does yeah. resonate with does you, it resonate you know? with you are there other topics you'd like to hear us talk about other interesting stories or pictures you'd like to see from our past i'm happy to provide lots no. of information on lawrence no there's uh and share with your friends as well so if there's people out there that you think would enjoy this please share the more people we can touch the better yeah i think that's that the, the very thing. good the more people we can touch <laughs> I'll work on that phrasing. You know what I mean. <laughs> Go to subscribe to us on iTunes. Um, I know some of you are watching this on YouTube and great, but uh, it will also help if you actually download the podcast and listen to it on the podcast as well. Um, and comments and, and comment on, the, uh, on iTunes and maybe subscribe to it on iTunes or comment wherever the podcast show you're listening to. This has been Inside the Champion's Mind, a show dedicated to helping you overcome mediocrity in pursuit of being world-class in life, love, and legacy. Uh, I'm Lawrence. And I'm Karen. We'll see you in the next episode. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. 
Austin Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners. These podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.